Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... One of the struggles that I think I have is the loneliness. And when you want to create change at that level, you are, that would sound, sounds weird, but you are different. You don't necessarily think like the majority of the other people. So create a networking space. It's massive. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 464 of Impact Boom. My name is Sarah and I'm passionate about visioning, empowering and contributing to positive, creative and regenerative heart and soul-led transformation locally and globally. Today, we are speaking with Veronique Bochbo. Veronique is an ultra-distance runner, author, and public speaker with a passion for humanity. Driven to make a difference in the world, she attributes her passion and hyper-resilience to a near-death experience she had at the age of 12. She realized that life is now and she had nothing to fear, which allowed her to reach her full potential. Veronique took up running in her mid-30s as a mother, master student, and full-time professional journalist. Running was a sport at which she excelled and soon marathons were not enough and she moved on to ultra distance running. She's combined her humanitarian goals with her love of sport and the non-profit organisation Run for Humanity was born. Veronique will soon be the first woman to run the entire continent of Africa from Alexandria to Cape Town, which means she will run the length of Africa to bring clean and safe drinking water to millions of people in more than 19 countries and simultaneously set a Guinness World Record. On today's podcast, we will discuss how Veronique's passion for running combined with humanitarian efforts brings clean water to people who need it most and her current plan to run the length of Africa to both expand her water projects and to create the Guinness World Record simultaneously. Veronique, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Wow. This is a goosebumps intro, so I, I don't even know what to say. I'm humbled by what you say, so thank you for the bottom of my heart. And I'm so glad that you find me and that you invite me here. So this is what I want to feel like saying at the beginning, Sarah. So thanks for the bottom of my heart. You're welcome. And thank you so much for all the work you do, which I would love to hear more about and I suppose it'd be great to just start at the beginning, you know, what led you to where you are now? Thanks Sarah, for the question. It's funny because I have two separate ways of saying my journey that come into one. So I always been passionate about humanitarian work. When I was really young, my role model was and still is Terry Fox. And Terry Fox, I don't know if you know him, Sarah. What he did is he had the, I'm from Canada, so he's a, a Canadian athlete. At the age of 19, I think he got the cancer. Uh, one legs was out and his mission was to run the length of Canada 
to raise money for cancer because he get cancer. So he wants it to raise awareness and to raise money for kids who have the same illness that him. And I remember when I was young, I was a bit chubby, a bully. I didn't have a lot of friends around me, but the only way I was always inspiring was Terry Fox. And as I was the last one in my sports course, but the only one who gave me power to carry on is Terry Fox. So he was a big role model for me. And my life continued. I always been passionate about Africa and making a difference. One of my dreams was to go to Africa and work with them. My philosophy always been to be immersed with them and not me as a white colonialist. Let's say, uh, let's give them what, what they do, because I always truly believe that they have everything they need to make their own way, but sometimes they just need a little push. So I always sing myself like this little push. So anyway, I went in Senegal and the only thing who really shocked me, it's not necessarily the way that they were living, is the lack of clean and safe water. In the village that I was in, I was the only one. Can you imagine, Sarah, when all the people in the village get access to water who is not even safe to drink? I was the only one who get this fancy pill that you put in the water that you can drink. I was so ashamed that I go outside of the place to just drink because I was thinking, why me? Why I should be the only one because I'm white and a white woman from Canada? That makes absolutely no sense. And that shock was just carrying me for the rest of my journey. So I came back in Canada and I said, if I have one mission is this, because we are living in the same planet. We are all the same. Even if we are not living like in the same country, we are all the same. And I need to do something about it. But I didn't know how. Fast forward, I did my life. I was a journalist. I travel around the world and I end up to start running. And to be uh, good at it, when I started my first marathon, I didn't even know how to run, but I wanted to make something like physical. So I bring an old treadmill, like it was so cheap. I remember convincing my husband to just bring the treadmill. It cost like $50 from someone at his work. So anyway, the treadmill gets in. I didn't even know how to run. So I had to Google how to start running. I discovered the run-walk strategy. So it's how I start. I start running one minute until I reach 40 minutes. And after that, I said, okay, what should I do with it? I went to the running boutique and I bought a book from how to start running from beginner to expert. And Sarah, I remember the eyes of the salesman when I bought the book and he said, you know, even experiment runner cannot run a marathon because for me, it was... How can I just have this book and, and run around my block? I need to do a real challenge. So I said, let's do the marathon. He tried to convince me to not doing it. But anyway, I bought the book. The next day I start training. And six months after I did my first marathon. And after that, I was totally hooked. Marathon was not enough. I started to do more long distance. At some points, I did 100 miles and I said, okay, let's just push a little bit. Let's try to do 250K. So I ended up to win some of those races. And in the meantime, I had a kind of epiphany in my life. And I said, I was working in another country in a work that I'm not sure if I really love. 
but I was asking my question, what should I want in my life? Do I want to carry on in a work that I'm not sure that I like and doing uh, just a life that other people wants me to have? Or I want to have the life that I want. I came back inside of me and I said, do you know what? If Terry Fox can do a country with one leg, I can do it with two legs, I think, even if I'm going really slow. So in 2016, I did 3,010 kilometers in 72 days, self-supported with my daughter who was in the bicycle, with all the camping gear was in the, the back of the bicycle. So we were literally sleeping and uh, camping everywhere. But what the most beautiful thing of this run was is the humanity sharing by people. Uh, it was in Japan. People was just stopping me to offer me food, to offer me bed. Uh, I had this most heartfelt connection with people. And I don't even speak Japanese. We all managed to understand each other with this kind of translating app. And I remember at the end of the run, I was just crying when I knew because at the, the end of the three months, it was finished. I wanted to carry on, but because of visa reason, I needed to go. So I was so sad that this run finished, not because how good I was in running. It was more about the transformation that this run gave me. And after that, not after that, like it was almost simultaneously. And I said, do you know what? I have it. I have my mission to bring water to the world. And I have this ability to run and to inspire people and to empower them to uh, create a better world through humanity. And it's exactly the day after that Run for Humanity came into the world. Wow. And what happened once you set up Run for Humanity? Can you tell us more about it as an organization and the kind of impact you're generating, the different projects you're up to and the direction you're going? Thanks, Sarah. To be honest, uh, at the beginning, it, it took me a while to really believe in myself enough and see, do you know what? I can be a nonprofit leader. It took me years before I registered like, my organization. We started by legalizing it in U.S. And now we are fully registered here in Australia, which I'm massively proud. So it took me years to really empower myself and say, do you know what? The impact that I want to create is not through uh, the money from someone else. The impact that I'm creating is not by being by waiting of someone else's money or do, do you get it? I wanted to create the change that I want to create. So when I empower myself enough, because one thing that for me in my journey was really important is when you want to change the world, you cannot really change the world until you step back and you change yourself first. So for me, a lot of my work start by myself to really realize the basic question, who I am. But after that is what kind of impact, what I want to create, what is the emotion that I have inside of me who is creating the action that I want to have and the impact that I want to have. And what I realize is, in fact, what I was seeing inside of me was more a bit of a mess 
than uh, a clean way. So before being the leader that I'm becoming like every day, I had to be honest with myself and do the change inside of me first. It took me a bit of uh, ups and downs. But when I, I did that, I was like full on my journey of being a nonprofit leader, which is the most beautiful gift that I gave to myself. And if I have something that I want to do maybe differently is to see back and said, I should have done it before, that everything is interconnected. I couldn't of doing it with the mess I had inside of me at that time. So I'm not sure if I answered to the question. Probably I have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose like it's great that you're naming it, that it is an inside out job. We transform from the inside out and then those ripples happen in the way that we show up and who we be in the work that we do. And it's amazing and it's very courageous and I totally appreciate the real talk in your journey of how you got there and that it was up and down and dynamic. And I suppose that was one of my other questions to you because as an elite athlete, that is going to be a massive mind game. But of course, the benefits of that are going to bleed into your humanitarian mission. So can you tell us a bit more about some of the water projects that you've done, where you've done them, and what that's looked like? Yes, I'm super excited because now we have officially three projects in line. And the tree is, I'm excited equally between the tree or the, the tree one. So let's start by the one here in Australia. Uh, I am on a mission to bring clean and safe water to the indigenous community here because I truly believe that in a developing country here in Australia, but we have exactly the same problem in Canada, is to bring water to all of the people and our First Nation, our indigenous I think that shouldn't be existing now. Those people should have water right now. So it's my calling, it's my mission to do whatever it takes to do whatever the step, even if you have so many rules, so many regulations, but I'm ready to take them on and uh, to help every people, one people at a time. I often say one kilometer at a time, but I also say, let's bring water one person at a time. And if we bring the water one person at a time, where, wherever he is on the planet, I think we are doing a good job. And the reality is the solution are there. The water technology who can help those people are there. We just need to make the right partnership with the, the right partner in terms of water technology and bring them to people who doesn't have access to water. One is here in the indigenous community that I want to also recreate to all the other countries who have First Nation, Canada, US, New Zealand. So it's one of my projects. The other one is in Fiji. Can you believe that 20,000 people doesn't get access to a clean and safe water in Fiji? I already work with a water partner where I'm on board. So when the financial will be done, I will be running the island of Fiji to bring water to the entire country. Can you imagine, Sarah? After having running it, all the country will get access to clean and safe water. It's a gift that you don't even understand because we take it so much for granted. You take water from the tap and it's just part of our life. But so many people 
doesn't get have the same chance as us. So for me, it's really exciting. And the third project, which is my baby, is to run the length of Africa from Alexandria to Cape Town. That means 14,000 kilometers of running, more than 19 countries, a Guinness World Record in the process. But all of this doesn't really matter because it's what's really mattered the most is millions and millions of people will have access to clean and safe water. Sometimes when I, I feel uh, difficult to do this work, when I feel lonely or I feel frustrated because for whatever reason I have in front of me, often I close my eyes and I said, do you know what? I have a reason to push myself and to fight for because those people they doesn't get access to anything because when you don't have access to water, how can you create your society? How can you go to school? How can you aim to have a better life? You can't because your basics are not fulfilled. If you want to have a life more fulfilling, more connected with more humanity, you have to have water. It's just like a no-brainer. So my two passion is to bring water and also to bring humanity. And when you realize that one doesn't get without the other. You cannot bring humanity when someone is just struggling to drink. This is what gave me the most joy every day when I have the, the privilege to do that. How many people have the privilege to live their life and say, do you know what? I will make a difference in this world. The way that we work is I just don't run and the filters come. So the way that we will do, let's say we start in Egypt, we have a partner who is a sire a water filter who are really well known in the out world when you are going hiking. It's the, the filter that you use, but they are also well known in the developing world to give filters in everyone. So this is the one who are in Fiji. They give water to the entire country in Liberia. So I'm really excited to have them as a partner. So in Egypt, we will use Sire water filter. Filter itself, it removes like 99.999% of the, the stuff was not good, who makes like the water clean. So I'm really excited to work with them. And we will have partner underground who will distribute the filter, who will make sure that if we have like a part of the filters get out, the organization of the ground will be there to provide other tools and all over Africa. We are also have other partner from different country in Africa where we can work with in country like Kenya, Uganda. We have a partner who is local, who create more kiosk water filter. The ladies who is beyond this, it's a ladies is own business. So that's empower the woman who take care of all the filters and the filters give water for almost one total village. So you don't just create water, you create a sense of belonging for all the village and you create a a job for the person. And we have another partner in that other country. So we are open to work, not necessarily with one partner, but with different partner, which is right for the country that we are running in. And now we are discussing big money of financing. We have some ministry who are interested to come here in different country in Africa. So I'm really excited. And we are discussing with a really big water corporation, which I'm over the moon to that. So hopefully the discussion will be fruitful and everything will go uh, along the plan. So I will be able to start running probably in one year, one year and a half, because all this 
take a lot of organization to make sure that the right people get access to the right solution. And I'm here, in fact, to celebrate water and also celebrate humanity. In brief, it's it's approximately how it will work. Amazing. So what are some projects or initiatives that you've come across recently that you feel are creating really amazing change in the world? I will start by my own perspective because I'm, uh, like I said at the beginning, I'm from Canada. And in Canada, the, the world of nonprofit is not as like dynamic like here. And since I'm in Australia, I feel like I, I feel so much privileged because I met so many people who empower myself, who give me courage to continue. So let's say Impact Boom, you are really great to empower people and makes people to believe in themselves and, and continue in, in the path of nonprofits or social enterprise and all of this. I've also just named who come in my mind, Luke from Sponge and B Corp, who is really creating a really nice a networking space for all the people like us who are trying to make change because one of the struggles that I think I have is the loneliness and when you want to create change at that level you are that would sound, sounds weird but you are different you don't necessarily think like the majority of the other people so create a networking space it's massive yesterday I had a discussion with a guy who he created Africa Care so what he's doing is putting together the village in Africa with higher education to make sure that people from Africa get access to the highest education without that have to travel uh, far away. And in fact, they leave their social space. And I have so many other people read that impact met you from anger change. So I just have names who just come because you cannot do what we are doing alone. And here, one thing that I'm really privileged is I think like slowly, but Surely, I'm part of this awesome community that you are creating here in Australia, and I cannot be grateful enough for that. Yeah, amazing. And to finish off, what are some books or resources that you would recommend to our listeners? I'm not sure if I say that, but I will make a bit of auto-promotion. I'm an author, so I published my first book, which is uh, Fearless. And the book is uh, One Woman's Transformational Journey from a treadmill to running the African continent. So this is the book, not about me. It's about all the people who helped me to become the person where I am today. So you can find this book on Amazon. And yes, like I said at the beginning, if I may, Sarah, I'm a public speaker where I share about my near-death experience, which helped me to become like the humanitarian that I am today so you can have a look on IMIP to travel everywhere in Australia and if you feel that this project is right for you that resonates somehow with your value system and who you are please connect with me I love talking to people who have the same value and we can go far because we cannot go far alone but together we can and why not changing the world one kilometer at a time and bring water to one person at a time. Vero, thank you so much for all the phenomenal work you do. And I know that it's teamwork. So you work with phenomenal people to collectively make this happen. And I really admire your tenacity and resilience and vibrant passion. So very excited to hear what happens as you conquer the world record and deliver all of those 
water filters and new resources to so many communities. Thank you so much for your time. And Sarah, I want to thank you because all this, the work that I'm doing, but all the other people out there are doing, without you, without the opportunity to get the words out, all of this wouldn't be possible. So I'm really thankful for the good words, but I want to give them straight back to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.